Zelda in Podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, as always, a little bit under the weather this time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. That opening theme was brought to us by Brandon and Company, and this week's closing theme, as always, is brought to us by Jish. It is the Hero of Time Remix. You can find it down below, either in the Podbean write-up or on the uh, podcast write-up on uh, ZeldaInformer.com. Uh, before we talk about who's on this week, let me tell you what happened this past week. This week, we learn more about Twilight Princess HD, Google invents the ultimate life form, and Colin learns the meaning of pain. Thank you so much. Very Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't think of a third thing, so I just thought I would confuse Colin. Colin has a bad time. Here, I have. I have it right here. Third thing: Nintendo censors Fire Emblem. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was weird that they cut out, but it's still censorship. Oops. I haven't heard anything about that at all. Oh. From my audience, I'm really unclear on what's we happening even, right now. We haven't even we haven't even got it. We'll have to get into that. Wait, let's 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 tell them that fine folks at home who's actually here this week. Uh, <laughs> joining me is hey, it's me. I'm a bad dad because I've been playing bad company like a bad dad <laughs> with the dad crew, the dad squad, dad squad. Julie! <laughs> what? <laughs> it's your turn. It's your... Oh, is it my turn? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I apologize. You're not allowed to curse. <laughs> Just screwing up all over the place, Julia. <laughs> darn. Gosh, darn tootin'. Dizzy darn. Um, crap, what was I doing? Hi, welcome oh, to the introduce... most casual episode of the podcast Introducing ever. yourself. You're right. Hi, um, I'm Julia. Um, Hi, Julia. This week I've been having a bad time playing Undertale and doing the Sans fight over and over because it's really hard. <laughs> riggedy, riggedy, Thank you for admitting that to us. We're very You're happy welcome. to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> and last but not least. Hi there. Uh, I'm Akai Ryan. You can just call me Akai. I'm an artist type guy. And lately I have been playing Nuclear Throne, which is really hard. Uh, and I just finally beat it for the first time, mm. like, yesterday, I think. Okay, cool. Which beating it means, uh, reaching the final level and starting over again until you die. I, that game looks way too hard for me. Like, I can't even finish Rogue Legacy. Yeah, there's, and I, you I, can't I, win. That's the, that's the beauty of this game, is there literally is no way to win except to die. That doesn't sound fun. It's like life. It's uh, uh oh. <laughs> we got dark that all got of a sudden. Really I'm deep. sorry. <laughs> no. Well, at least we did it early into the episode. Uh but since uh Akai already started us off, let's talk about what we've been playing this past week. I was playing Bad Company 2 with Colin. Yeah, I've been uh, playing a lot of Bad Company 2. It's yeah. it's um one of our previous guests and I mentioned his name a lot, which is uh Super Bunny Hop George Weedman. Uh Who? <laughs> George Weedman. <laughs> George. Uh, George Costanza. Uh, we've been playing, if you've noticed previous weeks, I always say, yeah, I've been playing Rainbow Six Siege. And the thing about George is that he's like, oh, this is the most fun I've had with a multiplayer game since Bad Company 2. And I guess just from him saying that, he was like, hey, we should play Bad Company 2. Uh, so we've gotten into it and 
we may I make videos of it occasionally. And he made a a group, a squad. Yeah, if we you have will. our own. We have our own dad squad. We have our own yeah. bad company, uh, re like iteration. What's like the proper term? Term. Uh, <laughs> what's the proper terminology like? What's the proper term, Jerry? What is the terminology? What like what? Dylan. The the bad company I'm so unit. Oh, whatever. Uh, is it a guild? Is it a, a platoon? A squad. Yeah, a platoon. Uh, that probably no, it's, no. It's not even that. I'm, uh, I'm trying to think squad? of like. It's a phalanx. I I. Uh... No, like like there's different contingent. Um... <laughs> like like oh the the navy the marines like they're they're different branches. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> that's the word I was thinking. Wow. Of. <laughs> We're the dad branch. Hey, I only got up like four hours ago. I'm uh, well. Good morning. I'm still in pajamas. Welcome oh, to the four welcome hours. to the Good Morning Colin podcast, where we greet Colin while he eats a bowl of cereal loudly into the mic. Actually, I have a bowl of noodles, so uh, you know. Is that your breakfast? No. Good, because that's not a substantial breakfast. Also, breakfast that, is important, children. That is a disgusting amount of salt in the morning. Hey, and listen, if it listen. Work for Parappa the Rapper. It'll, it'll work for me. He is a cartoon dog that is in two dimensions. Do you want to fight? <laughs> really, yeah, that's yeah. irrelevant, Adam. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> I'm just making this all about M-I-X race the flower and dimensions. The bowl. Come at me. Uh, but anyway, uh, since this week, I want to I want to change things up just a little bit. Uh, we're gonna start with fan topics. Ooh. I know, exciting, right? Wow. Um. We're going to start with some of our... We have a bunch of fan topics on Twitter, because uh, if you follow me on Twitter at ABC Milkman, it's down below. Um, you can tweet at me your questions for the podcast, and they'll be on the next week. Or if you prefer to send us something a little bit longer than a tweet, because 120 characters is pretty difficult to fit an entire long question into, you can email us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh... Yeah, we'll be happy to take all your fan topics, theme song submissions, or cover art. This week's cover art, by the way, was made by Akai, and it's it's I love it. I I'm not a fan of Ocarina of Time, but yeah, as everyone knows here, but it's it's good. I love his art. I haven't seen it, but I probably love it because I love his work. So yeah, there you go. yeah, you're super good at art, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> I hey, I was the one that asked for you to come on here. Yeah, he was oh, like, he's you. he's yeah. like, can we have Akai right? I'm like. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <Aww>. Sure. <laughs> I've been following you online for a while. Just like Colin, Colin likes to push me in the yeah. right direction a lot. Like, uh, good push, yeah, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. We're aware. Yeah, he pushed me to play Verdun, and I love that game. So is that really? Yeah. yeah. Is that really? I started doing that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he got to us watching the Chris Chen documentary together. But anyway, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Speaking can we of talk people about that, wa- that, can we talk about that moment? Can we not? Give me a sec. We will talk about it afterwards because this is actually one of the people that watched the Chris Chen documentary with us, and Colin's very familiar with this fan. Uh, Marty on Twitter asks, Marty, uh, what if we're given a Fates kind of game where you can choose to either be a hero of good or a warrior of evil? As in, rather than just following the same destiny of being a hero, you can denounce the tradition of being the hero and become a villain or an anti-hero. So a game that both Ocarina and Majora's Mask fans would like? Well, first of all, that'd be super awesome. (laughs) It'd be super, super cool, and I'd love it. Yeah, but it's—I mean—they already made it. It's called Shadow the Hedgehog. You have three different options. You can either be (laughs) anti-hero, villain, or a good guy. Okay, but this isn't Sonic. 
I know. I'm just I'm <laughs> being silly. I I seriously. Oh, also, I did play uh, Triforce Heroes, so we're gonna talk about oh. that because some really it's taking to... you this long. Step up your game, man. Well, I'm broke. Um, <laughs> someone just sent it to him. Like, yeah. calm down. That's really nice, actually. I'm glad yeah, thank you so that. much to Aaron Troy for that. It was it was very sweet of you. But anyway, we're getting off track again, uh, which really? tends to happen when I'm sick. Uh, but yeah, this this is I like this question a lot. Um, a, a Zelda game that has more RPG elements than most games uh, in the franchise would be a welcome addition. I think it would be really good, especially for the 3D format. I feel like that sort of like addition to the story story element of the game would be. Uh, warmly received by fans um getting to choose uh either uh, plot wise or game style wise how you as a character progress link or you as a player progress link so maybe you decide to work on his sword fighting skills or, or just on his bow fight or bow skills or you know maybe you decide to you know seek out all three pieces of the triforce so you can make your own evil wish um or you're Ooh. you're trying to save zelda you know I feel like I feel like those would all be really cool things to see I in a like Zelda that. game. Mm-hmm. I think that is a good concept. I think it would be interesting. I think I I would have to see how it was actually implemented before I would say I'd be really excited about it or not. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that I appreciate about Zelda games is how crafted they are. I mean, they are uh, they have a very deliberate progression. Right. Um, right. And I feel and they, like. It, Mm-hmm. giving you a lot of branches and choices is going to kind of eliminate some of that deliberateness. No, that definitely. I think that's that's a very good point. Um I don't think it needs to be like every conversation has dialogue options. I do think it'd be interesting though at like key points you could decide who lives or dies. They don't have to even really be big choices. It could just I be think... like moral decisions. Not like moral like oh you're either the good guy or the bad guy, but like you decide whether this is better for the the country or this is it's not so even too far-fetched of an idea because there's mm-hmm. a lot of Zelda games that sort of delve into the whole light and dark world. Like even what is going, good and evil. going yeah, going all the way back to like Zelda 2. Right. With which, you know, Dark Link and I mean Link to the Past is all about light world and dark world and right. stuff like that. So The Golden Realm is not what it seems. The like. owls are not what they seem. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. There's um, our Twin Peaks reference for the week. Good night, everyone. <laughs> um, but uh, Wind Waker, especially, yeah. justification for Ganondorf's struggle in that game uh, is what makes him such a compelling character. And I think when you are able to make your villain interesting, y- you make your your story as a whole better. So why not make Link a rational villain? Yeah. Uh, or make it so you can be the rational villain. You know. Doing things for the greater good, you know, burn the village to save the country, uh, you know, maybe sacrifice a virgin may- to appease the god so he doesn't wipe out the entirety of civilization. Wait, slow down there. Wait, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, maybe it's, take a step back. <laughs> what I what I mean is like the whole like uh, uh, doing things for rationale, like a uh, Star Trek in uh, Into Darkness. Um, you know, Khan is like he's the villain. But he's trying to protect his people and stuff, and I, you know, I see a lot of people being like very uncomfortable with the idea of him being portrayed as a villain because they they feel like they relate to him more than even uh, Captain Kirk in that wow. in that franchise. Uh, see, and and that's one place where I definitely agree in terms of storytelling. Something that 
Mm-hmm. I enjoy much more is a villain who is not, how do I put it? Not, not crafted to look and seem like a villain. It's just someone who has different ideals than our protagonist goes right. about things a different way. Like right. whenever we have the, the snidely whiplash, you know, twisting their mustache, like stock villain, mm-hmm. we're in the, we're past the year 2000 now. I mean, we're right. pretty much over that. We need right. interesting, we need... relatable. Well, even Girahim was like, he was kind of that sort of playful, like over the top floor, like a flamboyant sort of villain. But he was still an interesting character because he was still like they were still thought put into him as a character as a villain. To to, yeah. to go back on what Akai said, like mm-hmm. I think when he brought up like mustache uh, twirlers and all that, <laughs> like I I think the the issue with this idea of a game would be the fact that Nintendo probably would put like some prop like some really heavy limitations on because they like what, their mustache on twirlers what you, on yes. what you could do as a villain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not not necessarily because like. Nintendo has to make everything, like, too, like, kitty-friendly, but, like, I think even they're gonna have, like, limitations on they like to not what you'll things. be able to do as a villain. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, well, I, I mean... think it, I think it's more like, um, it, it, well, Nintendo, like, even in Legend of Zelda, Ganondorf doesn't murder anyone on camera. He, yeah, he exactly. kidnaps a princess and he gains ultimate power and he corrupts the countryside, but you don't actually see him do anything. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be kind of weird if you're like yeah. playing a Zelda. Like it, it, I guess it really would come down to what Nintendo's idea of like right. what they could show a villain doing on screen. Well, so far, a... so far, the only like thing we know is like Wario destroying like houses or something. Yeah, well, maybe like Link. Uh, you know, he he could use his power to save uh, Hyrule, or you know. Uh, continue its survival, uh, or he could uh, like decide to you know d- make himself even more powerful and like or like bring back the goddesses, uh, okay. and it'll cause a new age in Hyrule. Like it'll wipe everything clean, but it'll in the long run do a lot more good than harm. So it's kind of those sort of choices where it's not really like you're either being a total jerk or you're being a a good guy. But it like gives you more uh, options, because like if you had if you had a magical triforce thing that grants you any wish you have, you you'd think about it yeah. a little bit. I mean, you might make the right decision. I, I I don't doubt that you, as the audience listener, are like you know like I would I would say like yeah maybe sure, but you'd think about it at the very least. You'd be like, what if I did this? Obviously, the idea, and it'd be nice to see that struggle. The idea of this mm-hmm. question is not to like think too deeply into it, but, like, right? It, I, I'm, I'm just very curious as to what like, mm. I, just in terms of game design, how they would go about like implementing right. a good or bad system again, right? Because then limitations, like, you run that risk of to... like having too like black and white of a moral system, which is yeah. really bad as well. Would it like... come down to like going up to a dungeon and then just going? No. And then just walking away. <laughs> like, Oh, what if, like, inst- you could either clear out a dungeon, or you could, like, when you finish it, you could decide to make it worse? Like, infest it further? Ugh. Like, mm-hmm. suck out the energy from it or something, so it becomes even more corrupted? That would be interesting. I, I think, 
I could see kind of like a uh, like a Bioshock binary choice at the end of a dungeon. It's like, right. do you want to finish off the the final boss, or do you want to make amends with them, or something, <laughs> or purify them? Purify so, them. Yeah. Yes. I guess. Something I guess like to to answer Marty's <laughs> question, like a shrine um, mage, like that. Like the answer to the question is like, yeah, it'd be really neat. It just would be very interesting to see how Nintendo would actually right. go about working that in. Right. Thank you so much for your question. Uh, that was a good one. That was. A- yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it does lead into another thing that I want to talk about. Um, uh, this week. But Colin, you wanted to mention uh, a uh, a Chris Chan thing that we did a while back. Um, <laughs> that, had, that involved Marty over here. <laughs> We, we, uh, <laughs> after the podcast, by the way, you should join in on our, uh, oh no, someone's calling me. Well, you should, everyone should join in on our, um, on Adam's, uh, Twitch streams because they're mm. a lot of fun. They're, they're it's, real great. It's usually um, me and Colin just playing some games at a and just yelling friend. at each other. Basically yeah, it's, about it's stupid fun. Crap. It's, last time we, we did a, last time, Zelda I think the last Informer time Unplugged. The the very last time we did a stream, you and I, we talked about Broadway for like yeah we an went hour. On, yeah, we went on the, for an hour and a half about Broadway shows, which is nice. I enjoy Blu-ray it them. a lot. But uh, a few <laughs> weeks back, mm-hmm. we were playing Verdun, and um, I I don't know, I I forget how this was brought up, but mm-hmm. afterwards we watched a hour long documentary someone had made mm-hmm. about the wonder of the internet himself, Chris Chan. That's a very generous thing to say. <laughs> There's not really... The wonder of the internet. <laughs> There's not really much to... There's not really much else to describe it. I, I it, mean, if it you was wanna odd. Go, <laughs> if you want to learn everything... If you don't know who Chris Chan is, and you're curious enough... That's probably enough, the best. Yeah, don't. But <laughs> if you're actually curious, um, mm-hmm. go watch the documentary. Stop. We'll have links. Right. We'll have uh, Zelda's. Yeah. Uh... By the way, uh, if you're looking for more Zelda news, uh, recently this past week, uh, the official uh, Zelda Japanese Twitter account posted some uh, concept art for Midna. It's actually really interesting. She had more of a like a monkey design to her original appearance, uh, sporting like fur on the arms and legs, and one of them looking very tribal and having a very tribal mask. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting. Check it out down below. We had the, the picture on uh, ZeldaInformer.com. And the link is in the description. Um, but Marty reminded the... me with this question of uh, another piece of news that happened recently. Fire Emblem Fates uh, is receiving even more censorship than we originally anticipated uh, with uh, its North American release. Which, it happens. It happens in games. Games that Nintendo releases in Japan tend to get censored when they come out to the the West. Uh, but this one, is, it seems odd. It seems really weird and unnecessary. Uh, there's a feature in Fire Emblem Fates where you can pet your your squad mates, basically show them affection, um, and gain a bit of a uh, bonus with when you take them into battle with you. Um, they didn't do it below the neck. You know, you, you can pet the head. That's it. That's all you can do. And you can pet males and females. It's not gender exclusive, nothing. It's, it's a platonic sort of thing of you being like a leader and just petting them on the head. Um, and they took it out because... Aww. Uh, because they were afraid of the backlash it would cause, and I saw someone call it disgusting. the The entire idea of that sort of uh, game mechanic being disgusting, and it, it just seemed it seemed strange. 
you know, I think Caleb put it best because I saw him talk about it on Facebook as well. And he said, um, I'm not really in favor of it or against this sort of idea in a game, but cut content is always a bad thing because you're not getting the full experience of a game. Yeah, I have yeah, to agree I, with you there. I, I agree. I, because the, the the only argument I've seen, and this is this is a ludicrous one, is that like <sighs> your sexifying characters. Listen, or... no, it's not even that. Listen, mm-hmm. here's here's the thing. Um, I've seen this go around a lot, and this is not even just like defending Fire Emblem. This is just defending everything in general. And that is like when they go, oh well, this I don't think this should be in this version of the game so it's not censorship like that's that's what censorship is can we stop can we stop with the whole i don't like it but if you remove it it's not censorship thing that'd be great that's that's 100 censorship when they changed the yeah. blood and mortal combat uh for the north american or for the uh, n- uh snes release that, that was and, censorship. I, and i get it i get it if like you yourself and i understand if you saw the petting mini game and said I didn't. I don't want a part of that. It made me feel weird. That's great. You don't have to do it. But they yeah, don't, you, yeah, it's it's optional. You can ignore it. It's not even like they Hell, they would they have, have to that make... same mechanic in the Pokemon game as yeah. And I never used it because hell. Well, first of all, I didn't play that game very much. I did play some more of it than I've. I think I played Black Two a little bit more, but I never used that because it, X, it was X so unnecessary. Had Pokemon in me. Was that the one that had it? Yeah, it was X and Y. Okay, and then that was the one that I did it in. But I didn't play. I didn't do it because, like, see, I didn't even remember which one it was in because I don't. I didn't it's, use it. It was a it's dumb a feature. Little, it's a little side thing for people who think it's cute and want to do it. It's right. not like sure. It might be a little weird because it's not something we usually do in the in the U.S. But I would think for a game that's rated what, rated T, and yeah. features killing. I'd, I'd think we'd be mature enough adults to go, alright, this is a game made in a culture different and from my own. It also has featured basically uh, erotic dancers in almost every game. Does it really? I mean, four I years. mean that's of course go uh, just kind of avoiding the fact that previous Fire Emblems had incest, but... <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I was unaware. Exactly! <laughs> like, How do you think everyone in the royal family bloodline has blue hair? It's, the, it's, it's not by coincidence. Again, oh my god! I, like, <laughs> oh my god! You're like, right. Oh my god! <laughs> Mind blown. Like, wait, I felt I just the same way <laughs> when I was playing. In more fa- ways than one, Akai. Haha. <laughs> when, when I was Stop. playing Fatal. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, like, Colin. Like when I was playing Fatal Frame Five, I had the same thing where it's like, oh, they can't have like the main characters wearing costumes that are like skimpy bathing suits because uh, no, no, that's that's too much. But this is the same game. Where like two levels in, you see a small girl get her neck ripped open with a machete, oh, and God. yeah, with gore because it's an M-rated game. And I, I like to some degree, can we just act like mature, like adults, mature adults about these things? Because you know, it's... listen, Here, here's my stance on this. I can handle small children getting their necks ripped open, but padding above the waist, jeez, man, that it's is It's not even, just... no, no, above the neck. Above yeah, the neck, just oh petting, my god. P- petting someone's oh hair, which, by the way, most of you out there who probably have a significant other have done it at some point or another. Dude, I do that to my friends, I'm just like, yeah, hey, how's exactly. it going? Just, like, here, pop. 
A hug is more intimate contact than a pat on the head. It is. It's like, it's like that episode, that the first episode of The Muppets, the new one, where it's like, we can't show hand like hand-holding, because that's the first what? step that leads to ba- making babies. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Maybe um, if you're in first grade, you might think I was, that. I was arguing with someone about this, and I said, like, uh, like for like for example, like I I feel with them feeling uncomfortable because for example, I own the Senran Kagura games. Hi Marty. Me and, too. <laughs> yeah, and I like them. I I think it's weird that there's titty ninjas all over the screen at any at any there's given what? time. Titty ninjas, mm-hmm. ninjas with titties, and so girls. Yeah, <laughs> but like no, but like the whole like when I see, I'm not. No, I know. What like, you mean. there's a obs- there's a excessive it's, it, cleavage. It's, it's, it's like that would not be a normal woman. That would be a woman that is dead. Yeah, from her own chest collapsing her to the ground. Oh God, that sounds painful. Yeah, like no, it's like mm. the whole game it's is just about silly. the whole game is about when you attack an enemy, like pieces mm-hmm. of their clothes like fall like fall off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, that's how what? that's how you judge health. Yeah. It oh, here's a, it has here's a clear goal. Here's here's the thing though. I support this. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know though. where you're going. It's weird, and sure, I sure as hell feel uncomfortable playing it in public. I've already mentioned this. But is it bad? But but would I rather I own the game with all that shit missing? No, mm-hmm. because that's how the game was designed, and I'd rather have a more complete video game. That is kind of like, it's like taking. A piece of art and saying like oh well we don't this part might make people uncomfortable let's just tear that piece of art out like no, no like no one does that like who does that yeah don't Speaking uh, of don't art. get me started on art censorship oh my god yeah. i'm gonna open a whole can of worms there gotta gotta put underwear on the hey statue adam of what David. other art happened this past <laughs> week well i thank you for asking billy uh <laughs> the billy. other uh, don't ask. Wow, he's out. Yeah. Um, the other piece of uh, concept art that was released was of uh, Ilya uh, from Twilight Princess, ah. uh, which is also on Salt Informer, which you can find down below. I just felt like throwing that in there because we were talking about art, and I wanted Art's to super talk cool. about some it. cool Zelda art. And we're gonna talk about as another Zelda fan topic after this. So, yay! Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> did you guys have anything more you wanted to add on that uh, discussion, or um, no? Just real quick, kind of wanted to drop in my take, and I tried to explain this to some of my drop your mixtape, my audience uh, mm-hmm. who were pretty riled up about the loss of their anime petting game. <laughs> Understandably uh, so. I'm excited for it too. I want. Did you see? Um, this is another thing that happened recently that I saw. Did you see the the South Korean artists uh, were getting like arrested for no. having their art online? Like, really? Wow. Yeah. That's what? yeah. Why that though? A bummer. Yeah, a few people are shutting down their accounts. Anyway, I wasn't sure if you heard about that. I have not uh, heard no, about I that. No, I haven't. I am yeah. proud I'm to be upset American. I'm about it now. Um, <laughs> okay. But no, this is this is kind of how I try to explain it to them because I try to, even in cases like this, play devil's advocate, understand, I guess, where the other side is coming from. It's always a good thing to do. Yeah. Nintendo is. Despite everything you might want to believe, they're a company. They their their main focus is to make money and to avoid public upset. All right, mm-hmm. public upset in this they have two choices: either they can upset a 
arguably a minority of the uh, user base that's going to buy the game. Um, or, or they can upset parents. Or they can upset moral authorities who have no idea what the game is about, probably wouldn't buy it, but have socioeconomic influence. Whereas mm. us, uh, us gamers who are like, oh man, my anime petting game, <laughs> we're probably going to buy the game anyway. Oh, absolutely. And the people I, who I mean, say, no, I'm just going to get a ROM of it and play the fan sub version, they probably weren't going to buy it anyway. It's I, not really a, a lost sale. I, I was going to buy Fire Emblem Fates, but at this point, I'm really, I'm disheartened on the whole thing. Well, and it might like, affect some people. But, but it's it's not, ju- that wasn't the only thing. There were plenty of straws that together broke the camel's back. I feel like there's... Poor camel. Like... I was talking about this to a friend recently, and I I said, things like this, I think, are why, like, we don't have, like, the weird, like, niche, like, like, games that we used to have, like, ten years ago. Well, they tried that once, and it was, uh, what was it? The island one, where your friends, it's like Sims, but weird, and it's on 3DS. Tom, Tom, oh, Tamodachi Life. Tamodachi Life, I kept thinking Tamodachi Life. But no, I'm saying, like, I'm talking about, like, I, like, it's it's weird that they're doing this to a Fire Emblem game because it's Fire Emblem has always been a relatively niche, niche game, game that yeah. like most people don't own. Like doing this to Fire Emblem is like censoring Earth Defense Force, like or Fatal Frame. Like it's so weird and unnecessary because only a handful of people are gonna buy it anyway. And and I think it's some of the reasons why like that why we don't see more just weird Japanese shit come over to the US anymore. I was talking about this like a few episodes ago when I was talking about Devil's Third. Um and I I like I was talking about this to a friend and I said I think what they should just start doing that I've actually seen some companies do mm-hmm. is just start including English language versions of games with their Japanese releases. Like Ace Attorney Trilogy had an English language option in its Japanese release. Um, mm. so did Resident Evil's remastered. Granted, well, I, those are, those are ports with already pre-written translations. Right. But, like, what would they lose without, you know, an extra couple of months just putting in an English option just for people who would rather play a fin, like a completely finished, like, uncensored version? Right. Instead of doing a whole, like, localization, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but anyway... Uh, let's move on to one of our other fan topics. Tyler on Yay. Twitter asks, where did the Hero Shade uh, slash Ocarina of Time Link, Child Link, learn those sweet moves he teaches Twilight Princess Link? Um, school. Stay in school, kids. Don't do <laughs> drugs. Drink your milk, stay in school. <laughs> Toot your ocarina. Drink your milk, yes. stay in drugs. Censor your Fire Emblem games. <laughs> I think obviously he learned them from uh, Mido, or Mido, however you choose to pronounce his name. Uh, mm-hmm. He was always. Am I remembering the name right? God, it's been so long since I played. I'm gonna feel the Twilight Princess or the Hero of Time? Oh, the uh, Child Link, who oh. became the hero of the. Uh, no, no, but the Hero Shade. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the guy from the the guy from the village. Yeah. In Ocarina, yeah, his name's Mido. He was the boss. Yeah, he knew everything. <laughs> He was the really? boss of the Kokiri. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Obviously yeah, he, does, he taught he, uh, he does the Gognum style like sidestep. Yeah, exactly. He he's does, terrific right. at blocking people from getting through doorways. But I'm sure he had sword such skills. Such a tool. Yeah. What do you think he was doing in that forest? There was Being no one, there insufferable was, tool. There there was no one left to block from getting it through that pathway. <laughs> yeah. Except for that he, one guy. He was basically doing a forest version of uh the scene from Dirty Dancing in the warehouse. Oh. <laughs> Which Honestly, in my mind, is a beautiful mental image. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, man, don't kink shame. Anyway, listen, uh, <laughs> Tyler, thank you so much for your question. I hope we answered it. Um, but actually, I think we've we've talked about this idea that you know after the the games end, Twilight uh, Hero Shade uh, is Link after he went on like several attempt like adventures to attempt to recover that sort of spirit that he had when he was adventuring as a youth and never claimed it. I mean, he's wearing different armor completely. He has an arrow shot through his eye. He was cl- he clearly was in some kind of battle and lost his life. So I'm I'm assuming uh at that point he was much older, uh probably like late 30s or I mean early 30s, late 20s. Um and uh you know, he was uh he was an army pup at that point. So he learned he probably learned some things while in the Hylian Royal Military. That is true. That's Can I just point. say that as an old man myself, uh, in my late 20s, I take offense to the idea that uh, early 30s, late 20s is is getting old. I'm not saying getting <laughs> Dude, old. I'm saying like in, his, in his like young, like his youngin days when he was like 16, 17. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to insinuate. I'm sorry if I did. I'm sorry to anyone. Shake who's... my cane at you. <laughs> I actually have a cane, but anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now who's the old man? I, I, have, I have an interesting thing I want to bring in. Um, no. Oh, ugh. I'm kidding. Go for but, it. <laughs> uh, a week ago, I, I purchased um, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Oh. A game I was very eagerly excited for. Mm-hmm. I brought it home. I played the intro, but by the time I was like playing the intro, it was like really late at night, and I wanted to go to sleep. Um, of course. I had told my older sister about the game because she had played both the Mario Luigi games and Paper Mario and is a fan of them. So she was also pretty hyped about the game too. To the point where I was working on my computer and she was like, hey, can I play Paper Jam? And I went, well, I haven't started it, but sure, here you go. And about a day later, I asked like, hey, so how's Paper Jam? So here is my sister's review of it. It's pretty good, but I'm getting pretty tired of finding all these toads. And I went, oh, that's just like the opening section. There's the last ones behind Peach. And she's, and my sister went, no, I've done this like five times now. Oh, it's the entire game so far. Mm. And I went, oh, aren't there supposed to be like paper RPG battles? And she's like, oh yeah, those are there and they're cool. So there you go. That's my sister's review of Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Tune in every week for it's a it's a work in progress. Too many toads, 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's beautiful. Um, We also have a bit of interesting news. We should probably announce. Speaking of purchases, Zelda Informer was recently purchased. and That's right. It was purchased by Rooster Teeth. We are just like Screw Attack. We're now part of the Rooster Teeth family. Like, so next, starting next week, we're going to be getting some new guests, including Bernie Burns and Monty and... Colin. Yeah, what? We we weren't purchased by Rooster Teeth. We were we were purchased by Zelda Dungeon. Who the fuck is Zelda Dungeon? 
Uh, they're, they're, well, they're a competing Zelda news site. Well, they mostly do walkthroughs. People really like their walkthroughs. Uh, we usually do news. So, you know, we're not really going to be competing in the future. It's mostly, you know, like we're just kind of uh, working together. Uh, we might be doing some things over the summer uh, together. But other than that, nothing really is going to change. Oh, well, we're still going to have Bernie Burns and Monty on, right? Colin, Monty's dead. What? Yeah, he... he... He, he's dead he's how he's dead. how long was this like a year ago dude really yeah he's he's been dead for a how while how am i supposed to watch my favorite anime ruby well, now i mean like they're kind of still doing it Fuck. Uh, <laughs> anyway while colin recovers uh let's get on to does that uh, mean gavin's not coming on the show i'm sorry he's not coming on the show damn it <laughs> uh did you guys see that the uh did, i don't know if you guys are familiar with the game into the woods or Way to the Woods, not Into the Woods. I was going to say, I'm familiar with the Broadway. I, I, I like yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Into the Woods and out of the Woods. Sorry. Stop it. Way to the Woods, which is developed by a 16-year-old. Really? Uh, say what? Was, cool. was uh, recently picked up by Team 17 in a publishing deal, uh, which is, it's pretty crazy. But, I mean, the, the game looks, from what he's shown, it, it blew up online uh for it's like beautiful visuals and like it just it seems like such an interesting interesting project that he's working on uh and Jeez, uh man it it just goes to show you that like the the market everyone else changing. has their lives together except for me <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> he's making games and here i am talking about zelda on a podcast for 73 weeks in a row listen <laughs> that's super cool yeah uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, it was, just, it was it was just interesting to see uh, how the market is changing when it comes to indie games. That's and true. Who, who can be a, a developer? Like the CEO of the company who started playing games when they were seventeen uh, has said, and I quote: um, "Even." Um, like something uh, sorry something about how it doesn't matter what age you are if they're if you're good enough, enough to... you're old enough yeah, yeah yeah that was the the quote i like that one uh we're actually going to be getting on a t-shirt uh it's gonna be featuring original art by akai riot you can find it on tfury.com forward slash zelda pod i'm kidding that's it's not actually happening let me start what? sketching soon <laughs> <laughs> Although I think if I had a t-shirt that said, if you're good enough, you're old enough, people might misconstrue what I was talking oh about. Oh my god. Oh no. That Listen. might not be a good uh, t-shirt to put I mean, on. it'd be, it'd be, I uh, honestly, I would love it for irony reasons, but yeah, no, we'd, we, you'd probably get, we'd probably get into some serious trouble. I would be Absolutely. fired. Absolutely. Is there, there, would is be there an, an HR, HR meeting? department we, for this podcast? I might We have do to not have an them. HR department, but one would be formed in order yeah, to deal with us. we would make one yeah. just, just to have just that meeting. Just for this. Yeah. And then it would be immediately disbanded. Well, I know what my Twitter quote for tonight is going to be. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Listen. <laughs> With a winky face. Please put a winky no, face at the end. With a no, winky don't. face and a kappa. It'll be can you, a really can you, bad uh, idea. Can you put hashtag Zelda for our podcast or ZI podcast or Please tag me don't. or something? <laughs> I don't want to be associated with this at all. I it. No, I ain't going to do that. It's all oh, good. okay. That'd be great, though. Thank um, you. I don't but, know if uh, it would. I uh, recently played Triforce Heroes. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Because uh, I had some opinions about it for me three, and I have some new opinions after playing it for the first time. What are your then. new opinions? They're not good. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh -oh. it's not good. Well, well, oh. It's not good. 
I I don't know what happened. I don't know what they did. I don't know who got hands on it. It's not the same game. I thought, oh, huh. this is this is Four Swords Adventures, but with three people. No, it's uh, I don't. It's it's know why it's you think that. because Nintendo's done it before. I thought, hey, it's easy. Just do the same thing. You're done. But no, it's it's weird. The story is very poor. Like the, the the actual story of it is like fine, you know, whatever. Princess, you know, stuck in a like a thing. She's distraught. The king sent you out in quest, whatever. But you, the explanation for in-game mechanics is so weak and so jammed down your throat that it just doesn't feel right from a series that's usually good about making these sort of things make sense. Uh, to get to the combat zones in the game, you have to step on this platform thing, or this, yes. this portal thing, with all your characters. And if you're playing by yourself. Good luck with that. That's fun. You have to actually mm. pick up these stiff, motionless dolls and then switch between the bodies in order to control them. Single player is not easy. It's but not fun. At the same time, it was in designed four for swords, single player. In Four Swords, it was designed for four player, but it was also designed for single player. They were both fantastic separate experiences. I don't know why they can't do that again. I, I, I just don't. I just don't. I just don't understand. Anyway, I'm sure there's a very good explanation. I, I'm sure there's not. There's <laughs> a sure great, I, great reason. I, I am totally sure there is no good explanation <laughs> for this. No, um, there is. You just have to believe in yourself. Uh, believe in the heart of the cards. Um, <laughs> which are three hard of trying cards. To, trying to save it. Uh, but yeah. I feel I, like a multiplayer in a Zelda game in general just doesn't quite mesh. I mean, no, I it does work. If you've played Four Sword Adventures, they've done it. They've done a good multiplayer experience in a Zelda game. And I've wanted that again for a long time. But they haven't delivered. Uh, Hy Hyrule Warriors. There's there's a co-op experience. It's fun. Took it yeah. out for the 3DS version. I'm excited. For Hyrule Warriors Legends? Yeah. I mean, that's good. It looks like It looks fun. Looks like a good little hack and slash that you can bring on the go. We've talked about it a lot on the show. But uh I'm gonna I'm not gonna give it as harsh of a rating as Jake did last week, but I'm gonna have to give Triforce Heroes, and this pains me to say, a seven out of ten. Wow, that is super harsh. Yeah. I mean, for wow. someone who's been like I was excited for this game at E3. I thought it was one of the best three DS games I've ever played in my life. Aw. Um So going from that to this it's heartbreaking. It's it's not terrible. The multiplayer is good. It's the multiplayer is it's fun. If you're with friends, it's going to be fun. But it's it's missing the single player. It's really missing that, and that makes it from being anything more than a good game. It's a good game, but it's not going to be memorable. Uh, wow. Anyway, way uh, to bring everyone down, Adam. No, I'm kidding. You're fine. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, on the bright side of things, if you're a PS Plus subscriber for our Sony fans, the few of you that have still remained after we are mean to them all the time, uh, <laughs> are we? We are. Yeah, we are. Oh, I've been on the podcast uh, long enough. There is a free game coming February 2016, and I definitely think you should pick it up. Yeah, well, I love uh, free things. I think there's uh, a bunch of them, but yeah. Per, yeah, but there's one in particular I definitely think you need to get, uh, which is Persona 4 Arena Persona Ultimax. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Yeah, yes. yeah, get it. It's it's good game. I like I'm glad. Thing. I'm glad PlayStation Plus is finally bringing back, uh, giving us good games for free. 
Yeah. Um, that that's it's a welcome return. <laughs> Colin, after... we're trying to be nice. Yeah, I was gonna hey, say I love they, how we went from what? sorry hey. for being really mean to you guys all the time. Your games suck. You know what they gave us last month? Dragon Age Inquisition and Medal of Honor Warfighter. There's Dragon no Age, Dragon Age Inquisition is a good game. Not neither is Warfighter. Yeah, I the think it's called Warfighter. I think I uh, agree with um uh what is um sorry I can't remember. For... I think I agree with JonTron in uh, one of the tweets he made when the game was first announced or when he first started playing it, which is around the time I started to play it for the first time. Which is I don't know why. But I can't seem to find this game interesting or exciting at all. It's, I like Jontron. He's cool. Yeah. Shout I agree with John everything Tron that uh, cool. Jontron says. Everything? Everything. That <laughs> might not be a good idea to do that. Okay. Right now. I don't I don't really pay that much attention to everything that he says, so uh That's He just... said The Last of Us is good, so I can't Oh <laughs> Did he? <laughs> I can't take everything he says. Damn. No, but I, it's it's one of those oh, yeah. things I definitely agreed with. I could be wrong. Uh, where the game lacked uh, serious. You're talking about care. It, it, it's the Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, because um, you're talking yeah. about Persona and you just right, right. Uh, but yeah, definitely if you are a PS Plus subscriber in February, pick it up. It's definitely worth it. Uh, but For if the you're PS3, not PS3, mind you, not PS4. Oops. Yeah. Uh, but if you are a UK fan, if you're one of our UK listeners, um. The Nintendo UK store is offering 20% off select Zelda merchandise until Sunday the 31st. You can get a bunch of stuff. You can get a backpack. A Hell, bag, if you're in the US, wheel. you can you can just like pay extra for shipping. Yeah. You could. There you, there you go. It's, it's not it's can not you? bad. It's yeah, you just do that. Mm-hmm. It's worldwide shipping, I'd imagine. Oh, that's with pretty the, neat. With the discount, it'll would. probably balance out. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, but you get it you get it free shipping. Exactly. For, in a way. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> hey, I can, get a, I can get a gold Wii wheel for Mario Kart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might actually buy that. <laughs> Wait. Well, don't, don't, don't hesitate. You have until Sunday the thirty first, which is like a day after this goes up. So if you're listening to this on Monday, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you should have been paying attention. Uh, and if you are wondering, the best places to listen to our podcast, Podbean or uh, ZeldaInformer.com, where there will be an article. Uh, usually day of, not this week. I, sorry, deepest, things happen. Most wildest dreams. Um, I, I had a very interesting relationship with a mop. Uh, Wait, things, what? It, it, you can read it in the post. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Saucy. If you, I don't if you... want to. I don't think I want that. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Uh, Julia, Julia. Mm, my my finger goes on your mouth. Mm, anyway. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop, stop, like... Poking people's mouths. I'm just shushing her. Oh, Nintendo right. says we can't touch faces, okay? That's oh, true. yeah, true. Like, you have been nope. censored, my friend. You know what? Akai is right. I'm sorry, Julia. Yeah, you should be. Thanks, Akai, for teaching me that. Colin! <laughs> we're trying to have the after-school special moment here. Sorry, Akai, he's so rude. Thanks, Akai. You really taught me the true value of Nintendo gameplay. Now I'm playing with power. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this really got off the handle. The more you know. Don't touch my shoulder. Okay. Uh, that Just... is reserved for my boyfriend. Rob? I was, I was talking about a Kai's, but okay. Oh. Anyway. I can't uh, help it. Your, your shoulders are just so touchable. Hi, welcome to the most awkward episode of the Zelda Informer <laughs> podcast. Uh, the, the episode where everyone on the podcast takes Vicodin. 
No, 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 Quaaludes. Yes. Um, but let's get to our second, our third at this point fan topic. Uh, Marty on Twitter asks. Marty! One more time. I'm really nervous. Because, Marty, I'm sure you're a great guy, but the past experiences I've had with your suggestions have not been my favorite. We just had Maybe. What he just asked us a fan topic that we talked about for 15 minutes at the beginning of the podcast. No, the Christian thing. Oh, yeah, that too. What Maybe. if Julia was kicked off the podcast forever? That's not really a, a topic. That's more just a suggestion. I don't Wait, think what? that's very nice. I'm kidding. That was not what he wrote. Oh, uh, I was going to wrote... be super upset. I was like, no, I'm talking <laughs> no. about this before you're even here. We have nice fans. Listening. <laughs> what if you were, uh, Marty asks, what if you were able to ca- craft slash customize your weapons and armor in future Zelda games, like the mechanic in Skyward Sword, but with more options. I wouldn't get anything done. I'd just make really cool stuff for myself and be like, yo, look at this really cool stuff I have, and not ever get anything done. If it's like Fallout 4's weapon modding system, I would have a lot of fun with it. Yes. (laughs) I think it could be really interesting. Uh, Again, kind of going back to what I thought about the whole good and evil system. Zelda tends to be a very uh, well-defined experience with right. with specific progression, um, crafted. Mm-hmm. I would rather have a crafted experience than craft my weapons and like just give me the the proper tools to navigate the environment and I'll be happy. I don't need to to bling my sword or paint my shield. Uh, well, there Isn't was that a the, uh... show on MTV. <laughs> Bling it my used sword. To be. Pimp, pimp my, <laughs> pimp my sword. Yes. Um, and at the end, they just rip off all the expensive mods that they made to your sword, and you don't actually get that vehicle. Aww. Anyway, there's a goldfish tank in your shield. Yes. <laughs> but it's dude, glass. That'd be awesome. But it lights up, dude. Okay, that's pretty sweet. It's great against um, fire enemies. <laughs> but uh, there was that mechanic kind of in a link between worlds. A game that I rarely talk about. Because um, there was the Octolings, or the Mai Mais in that game. <gasps> oh, that, that, I love those. They were so cute. They were a little octopi. They were they're, adorable. They're yeah, they were meant to be adorable. I, I want anyway, well. They were adorable. You just got a little pile of them that you can put in your room. I want, I want a plushie. I want, a, I want 12 plushies. I think you want more than 12. I want 600. <laughs> <laughs> just to see them like, wee! Yes! It's my bed now. Yeah, um, honestly. Like a Scrooge well, okay, McDuck a... vault of just <laughs> little octopus plushies you can dive you into. You know, I've seen videos where it's like, or I've just seen content where people are like, you know, if he actually jumped into that pool, he would die. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he'd crack his neck immediately. Of course. Just get blind. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your point? <laughs> I don't know. So it's made me laugh. And, and like... he could afford medical treatment, so it's, it's all good. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Thank God for money. Um, he invested in gold, and you can too. Remember those commercials? Uh, invest early. Yeah, invest early before the apocalypse happens. Like those commercials are always really weirdly morbid. Um, yeah. But they are. Uh, in in a Link Between Worlds, the Mai Mai's you could use them to when you got every time you got ten, you could upgrade another one of your items. Yes, you could. Uh, and I thought that was really cool because it did encourage you to do the collectible aspect of the game. While still giving you uh, better items or upgrades for items, um, there was the master ore, and then there was the different tunics and things like that. It's like it's it built upon a lot of things that made Zelda games good, and I think that this could be a cool other progression. Um, could it be done poorly? Yes, 
Absolutely. Uh, could it ruin linearity? Yes. But A Link Between Worlds was their attempt to try and make a game that wasn't linear, that you could play in any order you wanted, and it would still be the same game. Um, and it worked, I think, for the most part. They, oh, I they, love that game. There were really a few levels. They there was a few levels they that you couldn't play at the very beginning because like the way there were like certain things that had to happen because you know that's how structure works that's how a story works but for the most part i think six of the eight dungeons uh seven dungeons eight eight whatever eight it was eight i'm right i do believe so okay but the first uh the first couple ones are open immediately you can go to them straight away you just get the item you're good to go um and that was done through the weapon shop system that was changed a big change from the old games um so i'm open to it i'm open to it like i'm opening to the uh the the choices aspect that we talked about earlier in a previous question um but uh it's it's about implementation when i think um part of what made the uh link between worlds kind of mechanic open world mechanic work is that even though you could go wherever you wanted you could only rent like one one or two weapons at a time no you could rent as uh, many no, as you, you can wanted. rent as many you want maybe i was just poor in that game i can't remember <laughs> it was just that like then if you, you would want you to wasted rent all that money every single yeah, yeah. because they encourage every time... you to to have a slightly limited experience and kind of a directed experience well, I'd encourage you to do one of two things: either collect enough money to buy the items, or to get good and not die. <laughs> Neither of which was an option for me because I am horrible at video games. <laughs> and yet you still play them. Well, yeah, they're fun. I love it. In a way, I'm proud of you. Hey. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. But anyway, you were saying. No. Um, yeah. Just. Uh, I. How do I put it? I know I keep saying a, a directed you know, uh, sculpted experience over and over again. But that's really what I look for and love in a Zelda game is not having a sandbox necessarily. I mean, obviously, I don't want, you know, tunnel the game where you just go from point to point. But having that kind of, that feeling like the game designers made a thing, an experience um, that they're kind of expecting you to walk through Right. I'm right. That's one of the great pleasures of Zelda for me, as opposed to, I don't know, just kind of wandering about, hoping I can figure out a way to use something to go like, somewhere. T- like, rent, like doing the take an item and mash it against every crevice in the entire world until something changes. Yeah. I, d- I don't want that... like adventure game logic in my Zelda games. That don't play the 3D ones. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's just me. Uh, oh, making Adam. people mad every day. <laughs> uh, oh, Adam! I'm, I'm making people gumps. I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's only Ocarina. Uh, speaking of uh, Zelda games uh, that we dislike and like, I was gonna uh, say, speaking of Zelda games, I we're a Zelda to... podcast. Yeah, well, we've been talking about Zelda. We've been uh, talking about Kai, Zelda. I don't know if yes. we have. I have, I have a, a question or two for you. All right. Uh, what is your favorite Zelda game, and what is your least favorite Zelda game? My favorite uh, Zelda game is uh, unpopularly Ocarina of Time. I know I I should have the good hipster answer and not pick the one that everybody, all the plebs <laughs> like. But uh, well, why not? It's a good game. 
I it, it was my first uh, real Julia. We don't need to get into this debate again. Real Zelda Listen. game. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, but yeah. So um, I, I have very fond memories of it, and just kind of that. What, what do you mean by your first real Zelda game? Well, technically, I played uh, the first Zelda for NES before that. Oh, okay. But at a point in my life when I didn't realize that Zelda was a thing. <laughs> so it didn't really register as like that to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we went over this already. I'm old. So back <laughs> back then, like we didn't have internet. I didn't even have dial up. All I knew about oh games my God. was... We had a phone with a cord, and it was attached to the wall, and there was one in the house, and yes, and you, you answered it. Yeah, hello, sir or madam. <laughs> being from an extremely uh, rural area as well, we didn't have like a big game shop. We didn't have anything like that. Uh, I would pick up random games at like garage sales, hope and that I ground. found something interesting. Um, and in my, my pile of gray cartridges was uh, Legend of Zelda next to like Ice Climbers and other random stuff and it's like okay i'm running around i'm hitting people with a little triangular stick uh things are jumping i've got hearts and stuff yeah this is pretty cool then i moved on to something else not really realizing that what an experience i was missing out on because you know i was four like yeah <laughs> um yeah four-year-olds these days uh four-year-olds back in the day just just didn't get it i know i i didn't have the uh the elite taste that I do now, I guess, but or object permanence, or that. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, when I was in middle school, I think mm -hmm. um, Ocarina of Time came out. I actually saw it; it was on display at Walmart, mm -hmm. and God, blew so my old. mind. I was like, "Oh man, everything's in 3D. This is crazy." Your guy with a sword. What is this game? What is this series? So apparently, I completely missed out on the Super Nintendo somehow. Um, oh, but yeah, happened. picked it up. Uh, picked up the official Nintendo guide because I didn't want to figure things out on my own. But... Because I, I'm not going to lie. When I was younger, a lot of the time I would use the strategy guides. I always bought the ones for Pokemon, even though I, they, they're not that useful. <laughs> they were not that useful for like a little kid like me that wasn't actually looking at the stats of things and stuff. It was more just so I knew where to find like hidden items and stuff. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I just loved, I don't know, the idea of that game more than anything. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it grew a lot bigger in my mind than what right, it really right. was, um, using my imagination to fill in the gaps that were pretty obvious from it being a Nintendo 64 game. It was not exactly... Right. Uh, do you, do you think that's cinematic HD quality? Do you think that that's a, a an experience that is lost, or do you think that that it's, it's something we've moved past, like the the need for the player to fill in the rest of their imagination? Like, do you think it's like a a bad thing or a good thing that we don't have that as much as we used to? I think we have that, but now that's become more of the realm of like indie games. Indie games mm -hmm. have that kind of. Um, retro aesthetic and uh like fill, undertale fill that gap a little bit yeah right i mean and i don't know how the rest of you feel about undertale but i enjoyed it quite a bit love um, it Sorry. i thought it was pretty great you should uh you should hear our friend jeff he talks about it all the time he does that's true. especially on this podcast <laughs> you know i i look at undertale like the actual assets in the game and then mm -hmm. being an artist myself i've 
familiar with the art community, I look at the output of people who have spun amazing pieces of artwork. There's one that blew me away. It was of the spider dance fight. <gasps> The spider fight, Mushy. where it's it's uh, Frisk climbing uh, a lab made of cobwebs while her pet is underneath him, and like it's just all this stuff, it's crazy stuff is going. The angle is like so cool, and it's like this top down sort of eagle eye view, um, very dynamic, very very cool. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, a friend of mine, Dan Jones, makes a lot of really good Undertale artwork. If you don't follow him, it's at Cousin Dan Jones. And uh, if you aren't already at this point, because, I mean, I think at this point you should already uh, appreciate him as much as we do. Uh, but follow Akai Riot on Twitter. Uh, that'll be down below. Um, I appreciate I don't know if, it. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to put anything else down there, but we will if he does. Um, and it'll be there. So follow him wherever. Do uh, it. And you get to see I'm his really much cool. everywhere. Do it. Follow him. <laughs> so. Everywhere. Everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Man, that's got to be a busy life. Boy, is it fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but moving on, what is your least favorite Zelda game? Out of the ones that I can say I really played, it's like say I uh, I just barely touched on... like. Hey man, we're on the internet. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> But yeah, go with whatever answer you feel the most comfortable saying if you have a good reason as to why. Yeah, I mean, say, um, you know, I played a little bit of Adventure of Link, the second one. I hated that. Mm -hmm. That was really not fun. <laughs> oh, no. But I, I just want to get everyone has a strong opinion on the Adventure of Link and make one mega episode. It's like eight people just <laughs> arguing for like hours. And it's fine if anybody likes it. It just wasn't for me. But right. I barely touched that, so I can't really say that's my least favorite. <laughs> Um, right, I think right. that's I think that's where like the majority of hate for Zelda Two comes from is the majority of people who who kind of started it but never really worked its way through. Mm -hmm. Not not like throwing you under the bus or anything. Are you saying that it's because the difficulty kind of frustrated them and they kind of yeah, it's it really hard. Yeah, it's it's a tough game, but like it's it's built around the fact that it's tough, and so you know the more you play it, the more rewarding. It's and it might be something I could come back to eventually. I've now that I'm into like roguelikes and things like that, I'll I'd probably right. be more interested in an experience like I think, that. I think if you're used to like Castlevania style games, Legend or Adventure of Link is not as difficult for you. I think for a lot of people that play Zelda games, uh, it is a very big shift in like uh, combat and like perspective, obviously. Uh, it's it's just it's a very different game. So there's that culture shock, which makes it seem even harder. Definitely because it's so different than what they're used to. So um, and my my real answer as mm -hmm. to my uh, my least favorite Zelda game that's you know Adventure Link is just kind of the easy whipping boy. Um, <laughs> and I'm almost afraid to say it because I know a lot of people did really enjoy it, but Skyward Sword was. No, that's Not, that's a good uh, answer. I actually I actually dislike that. That's probably my least favorite. I wanted to like it really badly. Um, I like the art style a lot. Like just mm -hmm. uh, the way everything well, was mm -hmm. was drawn and uh, right that kind of thing. That's about all I can say for it. Even even well, gameplay week, wise, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the like collectathon fetch quest things, I I got a little bit tired of. Uh, towards the end of it, I was just chugging through, trying to get to the end. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
that and having to use the uh, the Wii controller. I <laughs> I did not like it. A lot of people did not, I feel. We we talked it's it's a mixed review sort of game. Like there's people that are very passionate about it and people that are very against it. Uh definitely get some opinions from some people. Uh but last week we were talking about our favorite style of Link and my answer was Skyward Sword. If you want to know what that was all about, I, I suggest go back and listen to that episode. Uh and uh just I mean just go back and listen to every episode in the past twenty weeks. I mean why not? Um You're gonna need a really very large sandwich. <laughs> sit down and watch that listen i was just imagining Zo- i was imagining julia with like a two foot or three foot long sit like sub yeah like go to subway like the cartoon like no like, like, the, like the cartoon ones and i was thinking in the opposite what? direction instead of a long sandwich i was thinking of a tall sandwich like a like a shaggy ah. and scooby-doo sandwich listen he, go he to likes tall ones i like long yeah. ones whoa <laughs> it's me and a kai being a guy's yeah, and many Please more. Don't go any further. <laughs> and that's and that's our show opening Akai. You can watch it uh, Tuesday nights at nine on CBS, and we're canceled. Uh, oh no! It was a no, good run. I was run. thinking more along. It the was a good run, man. Like... I'm proud of us. You know, I'm proud of what we did. Get I did it for the those, money. Like... <laughs> what is happening? You did it for the money. I don't know. We're just being weird. No, um, like go to subway and get like one of those cater trays and they're like oh you're having a party and you're like no just me thanks <laughs> so what kind of sandwiches do you want here uh just turkey and bread <laughs> just 20 like when you go to, okay this is totally off topic but people go to subway just yeah. get turkey and bread i'm just not stay at home people just get stay at home and make a sandwich don't go don't pay someone like eight dollars to make you the basic sandwich Here's a yeah, fun fact about me. I, uh, I get spicy Italian when I go there. I was I a cook for many mm-hmm. years in a restaurant. And one of my personal pet peeves was people who would order things that you could make extremely easily in the comfort of your own home. Like, like why, pasta with no sauce? Like what? we actually had a turkey sandwich on the menu. And it was literally just... Why? Because people ate it. Like, we, we were a real restaurant. We had actual food I could cook, but some people would order the cold turkey sandwich. It, it was just That's... bread in a bag from a store and then turkey in a plastic bag from a store put together into a sandwich, and it was like, I don't know, five bucks or something. Oh, my God. Why? That, that costs more than the materials. Is not okay. I'm not comfortable with that. Like, we turned a that profit, costs more than the store brand materials. What? We turned a profit, for sure. That um, yeah, yeah, no, me I'm more uncomfortable. Like... Thank you. <laughs> hey, I didn't uh, make the prices. I just worked there. But... Yeah. Uh, knowing that this is a thing that exists... I mean, I used to work, I used to work as, like, a barista, and we had, like, some breakfast items, and whenever someone would order, like, anything with, like, bacon and eggs and stuff, I would just, like, look at them and be like, no, do what you're, just go home. <laughs> yeah, and really... That's the thing, though, because, like, I can't actually eat eggs, so, like, I have to go Why? somewhere else, because my stomach is like, no thank you, and I just throw them back up. Egg like, toast intolerant? I guess so, <laughs> but, like, I can eat them, like, in stuff, like, I love French toast, and, like, pancakes are great, cake, awesome, love it, has eggs in it. But apparently my stomach doesn't care. It's just when I eat them like hard boiled or just like plain, my stomach's like nope, and I just can't. It might be just like the there might be like a 
it's like too much of an egg taste. Anyway, I'm sorry. We're getting it makes totally me really uncomfortable. You know what? Let's continue this this t- conversation about eggs off the podcast. Welcome to the egg podcast. Yes. <laughs> start wrapping up. Sorry, uh, you're very passionate Akai? about my eggs. <laughs> Akai, thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun to have you. Julia, yeah. Colin, you're both yeah. wonderful. Awesome. Never well. come back. Anyway, if you have any of your own fan topics, theme song submissions covered, anything like that, feel free to tweet at us uh, down below or email us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. That's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. I will not reply to every email, but I will read every single email. Um, So if I haven't replied, I'm probably tired. I'm always tired. So tired. Um, (laughs) Tired, tired boy. But anyway, here's the outro theme. Here it, here it comes. Colin, oh. br- brace yourself. <laughs> Say, uh, is anybody familiar with uh, basted eggs? Eggs or uh, eggs? No, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not, because I can't freaking eat them. Aww. I also welcome can't to eat the, pineapple. Uh, welcome to Akai Riot's Egg Hour, uh, <laughs> where your favorite artist talks about his favorite foods. Uh, this week's subject, as always, is eggs. Mmm. Eggs. Join us next week. <laughs> Join us next week for more on eggs. The theme hard boiled. Good night. <laughs> Watch out!